It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. Very intrigued. And oh Hello my, and welcome so to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and Jack, it was perfect, like a John Mayer song. And my name is Colin Drucker, and I've waited my whole life to say this. I've got the meat, Jack. <laughs> You got the meat. You could I play mean, us off at this point. I'm done. I, I know. Just had to End say of that. episode. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thirty Rock. We're here. We've never talked about it. I mean, we've talked about it, but we've never done a deep dive like this before. No. And I think we're doing it right this week because we are doing two episodes that what they largely have in common is the indomitable Jan Hooks uh, playing mm. Verna, but. You know, in both the episode Verna and the moms, but then the moms episode is just a fucking Caesar's Palace buffet of actresses. Yes, so it's so good. It's a really it's a fire sale, and so we really lucked out this week. Uh, to say nothing, of course, of best supporting Jenna Maroney. Yeah, I mean, it goes without saying that we've said it many times that uh, I think Jane Krakowski is it's the most. What's the word I'm looking at? I want to think of like a strong enough word, like uh, reprehensible. I need your vocabulary, Colin. I don't know. Like that that she did not get an Emmy for this show. Oh, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, like Steve yeah. Carell in The Office. Like it is. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, as, as they, the Yiddish word would be, it's a shandala. You know, it's a shandala. <laughs> there we go. Uh, shandala rhymes. There it's we go. A, agree, yeah, it's egregious might be the word. You egregious, know? there egregious, it is. Egregious. Egregious yes. and Kathy Lee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's the kind of performance where it's, I think that it helps to kind of see Jane Krakowski in something else to realize mm-hmm. how much she's playing a character because it's so... It's kind of it's similar to like Rain Wilson in The Office, where like I I think he's you know a bit of an oddball in real life, but he's not Dwight, you know, and so yes. that performance is more admirable once you kind of see him just in interviews. It's like oh wow, you really go into this character, and I really forget this is not how you are all the time. So I really I think she pulls off that same thing where like I then finding out she's like a you know a Broadway actress, I was like really Jenna. Jenna Maroney? Yeah, Tony yeah. Winner. Tony Winner for nine. Wow. Um, yeah, she like came down on like this like sort of silk number and sang her song, A Call to the Vatican. Um, it's it's good. It's like there's like a, you know, a dusty old version of it on YouTube from like 1997 or something Ooh, like that. But vintage. you can find it if you look hard enough. But I mean, one thing about Jane Krakowski, it's interesting you say to see her in something else because I really haven't seen her in anything else. I, Kiana's tried to convince me to watch some Ally McBeal here and there oh, and yeah. a similar sort of Jenna Maroney vibe, but not quite as zany. And I, I feel like even with, you were talking about Rain Wilson, it's like, it must be so fun to write for these characters like Jenna and Tracy and really everyone on 30 Rock, like Kenneth too. But like for as brilliant as the writing with, you also have to be able to deliver and 
Jane Krakowski just it's like she was born to play this role. I don't know else how to say it. Like, or, and, and we all know like the lore of um, it, Rachel Dratch was sort of thought about for this role, but mm-hmm. it just didn't work out. And then, you know, she kind of got eventually like phased off of the show. She was like those like little ancillary characters, you know, the cleaning lady or the cat right. Um But yeah, Jane Krakowski is, she's a legend. And I hear you. I feel like, the yeah, the reality is I probably like, Oh, she, okay. So there's this movie that I have been like meaning to do on, it could even be this podcast. There is a movie what? from 1991 called 1991. Did I say that? Sorry. My brain like suddenly. I know just, we're both, yeah, we're both in trouble we're, here. Yeah. yeah. We're both really circling the drain this week. So that you, I should just give you that heads up now that like, I, I will not remember what we discussed today, but <laughs> in 1991, I feel like now right now, um, there's a movie called, Stepping Out. Oh boy, my English. So there's, it's a movie. It's called Stepping Out. It was 1991. <laughs> it's a go. movie. So everyone is in it. Let me tell you. It's okay. Let me just describe it. 1991. Did I mention that? Uh, the plot description is a has been Broadway performer gives tap lessons to a group of misfits who, through their dance classes, bond and realize what they can achieve. Okay. Like, my okay. eyes are already wet. I'm so excited. But then there's a cast <gasps> that includes... I'm looking at it right now. Oh, my God. Yes. Keep Liza going. Minnelli, Shelley Winters, Ellen Green, Andrea Martin, Julie Walters, Bill Irwin, <gasps> Nora Dunn. Oh, my Lord. And Jane Krakowski. And also, I feel like we've seen this dad before, Bill Irwin. Wasn't he? W- he? he was <gasps> in... Yes. Yep. Rachel getting married. Rachel getting married. Say it yeah. with me. <laughs> Say it with me now. <laughs> Say it all together. Um, I I feel like I'm sold. We might need to do this movie because I've never seen it, but I've always wanted to, and it was like I'm gonna get to it on one of these podcasts, and maybe this is the one. Oh yeah, and it's like Shelley Winters in like her hat phase. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you oh. can't like sitting in a chair. This poster is incredible. I want it. In right my house. It's, it's a, like Liza with this flaming Pepto Bismol, like hair. Right. It, it like there's some there's for some reason this poster reminds me of the poster for Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, but I can't place why. There's just a similar yeah, graphic style. Si- yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Ugh. I mean. Wow. Consider it done. Okay. Well, I'm really glad that we. Uh, yeah, we have next out. week planned. There yeah, we, go. Well, yeah. we have next week planned. We're doing Stepping Out. Um, but Jane Krakowski's in that. And, uh, oh, she played the babysitter in Fatal Attraction, which we yes. did. She's an alum. She oh. is an alum. Okay. okay. Oh, that makes me feel good. And uh, you have seen her in Schmigadoon. Yes. What the hell was she in Schmigadoon? Why am I totally blanking on that? It says she was the countess. Can you believe it, girls? (laughs) (laughs) I need to look her up. Why is she... (laughs) I mean, I need to see Luanda Lesseps in Schmigadoon. Uh, She is Schmigadoon. Krakowski. It looks like she was only in one episode, maybe. Okay, yeah. I think... Oh, yeah. She, like, kidnapped... um, yeah, she kidnapped uh, Keegan Michael Key, and yeah, she had like a like a song in a car. Okay. Yeah, I wanted more, but I yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Schmigadoon's coming back for season two as well. I can't wait. Anyway. Oh, that's right. So yeah, all right. So Jane Krakowski is soon going to be a three time alum of this podcast. That feels good. That feels correct. 
yeah, it feels good. I feel like we need more Jane. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if anyone out there is like an Ally McBeal super fan, like what episode could we watch? You know, let's the whole month of Jane. Jane oh, in my. July. Yeah, right? <laughs> and maybe we'll save it for January next year. Ooh, there it is. There it I is. I feel like All our favorite we, Janes. Didn't we talk about this that we <gasps> wanted to do a because there's of Jane Alexander, who's an OG, yes. an OG favorite okay. on this podcast. We did talk about doing like a month of Janes or like a January or something like that. Or like a Jane t-shirt. Yeah, and Jane there was like a t-shirt. new mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like Jane Alexander Jane I can't Heavy remember Shell. any of them right now. Yes, but like, yeah, yeah Jane. It's like Jane, 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 and like J A Y N E for Jane Howdy Show. Like, yes. I, I love that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Merch to come. <laughs> yeah, our famous Janes. Yeah. I love this. Yes. Well, but yeah, I mean, Thirty Rock is is something that is very near. It it is like my it's my show that I watch when I'm happy. It's sort of like my depression show, you know, in the early like the early aughts when I was just like locked in a room watching anything. It was just like it was uh-huh. that happy show. It was my office. And I I've gotten away from it, which I guess is a good thing to be honest, but like it just there's some stuff that doesn't hold up with anything, I feel, especially like comedic choices and even like one-liners on this uh I feel like there was maybe one or two on these episodes as well. But what's your relationship with 30 Rock? I feel like we've talked about it, but refresh our memories. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I will always think of it in context of that Squirrelfriends episode where you you broke down or really, you oh, know, is the competition yeah. of 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, and The Office. And, and granted, you know, 30 Rock is probably the most different of the three. It, it kind of feels like the, you know, slightly sophisticated older sister or like, you know, I don't know. Um, I, 30 Rock is kind of like Paul Rudd's character in Clueless, whereas like The Office and, and Parks and Rec are kind of like Cher and Ty, you know? Um, does that yes. make sense? Does that, yeah, does they're read? from the same mold. I feel yeah. like 30 Rock did break the mold in a way. Not, I mean, not that they're... Or it was different in a way. Like, there was nothing on TV at the time like that. Like, the, the type of humor... Like, I feel like if I said, like, a 30 Rock type of humor people would instantly know it. I would hope they would know what that meant. But um, as opposed to that sort of like documentary style, which we love. I mean, we love Parks and Rec. We love The Office. And I mean, this was, what a great time for that Thursday night lineup. Like Seriously. 30 Rock, Parks and Rec. Like I, I don't really have cable anymore, but like when was the last time we had that? The whole, even just that whole concept of having like a, a lineup, like oh the you yeah. know, and because it's like now it's like obviously yeah, there's like Drag Race on Fridays and Beverly Hills, you know, Real, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills comes out Wednesday nights, and I watch it Thursday morning at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. on Peacock on my couch. Like it's not the same, you know. Drag Race now this season it comes out on Paramount Plus, so it's like all right, at some point on Friday I'm gonna watch it. It's just sitting there, you know. Um, yeah, but there isn't. It's, a, it's an interesting thing to be kind of nostalgic for is that there isn't as much that sense of like, I don't know, must see TV, Thursday nights and NBC. Like there is something yeah, kind of sweet I about that. It. I feel like the last thing that made me feel this was Mayor of Easttown. That felt like, oh, the new episode dropped and everyone was watching it. Everyone was talking about it. it that it, That felt similar. But even then, what's interesting about that versus the kind of like shared experience of a must-see TV is that we're all reacting together to Mayor of Easttown. 
versus watching it together. Like there's a, just a different vibe versus like the idea of like all these people were watching the last episode of mash. You know what I mean? Like there's something interesting. Like at the same time, everyone was watching this episode versus like, one of these like a mayor of East town where it's like, well, someone maybe watched at 1am. Someone watched it at 8am. You know what I mean? It's just a little less yeah. communal, you know? Yeah. And like my parents aren't watching mayor of East town because they, you know, even though I gave them a fire stick, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, they haven't oh, logged into yeah. Netflix once. Yeah. It is a, a different experience. And it also like, I feel like a lot of those like epic finales come with like dramas, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like the finale of Mad Men or the finale of uh, Breaking Bad or something. And, and like you said, Mayor of Easttown, like very rarely does a a comedy get that treatment. I can maybe yeah. think of like Seinfeld was like a big one and that was kind of a, a flop or even, I don't know why this popped in my head, but How I Met Your Mother, people were excited about that. And that was also like, it's hard to wrap up a comedy. I really think it's hard. Like, I think The Office did it really well. I feel like even Parks and Rec was pretty close, too. We talked about that in that Squirrel Friends episode. Well, you know, and it's it's interesting. Like, Parks and Rec and The Office also, like, I think The Office – and did a season too late. Like I, I, it skidded into the finish yeah, line. Like a really, yeah. the idea of it kind of de- declining. I think I don't think Parks and Rec had the same kind of decline. Um, I think the only thing with Parks and Rec was like towards the end they would allow for more like genuine sentimental moments, even between like Andy and April. And I was like, oh, I'm not buying this. Um, but yeah. 30 Rock was interesting is that their last season was like half a season. It was like an abbreviated season. Mm-hmm. And I, cause I did recently do a, a rewatch and it was very gratifying. I found that like the, it's funny talking about like how much this show, how this show has aged. I think this show has aged so well in some ways, like some of the commentary and the jokes have only gotten more relevant now. And, and I just like, you realize like, wow, they were talking about something that like no one was talking about, like just their the the sort of skewed view about like you know celebrity and about you know TV and about you know corporations and all that. Like I just think oh, there yeah. was a it's so clear now, you know, like the things that they're joking about. It's kind of like was it? I guess even on Thirty Rock, I feel like there were like you know Harvey Weinstein jokes and things like that, where it was just like a yeah. passing joke, where it was like, oh no, they're really tipping their, you know, they're tugging their ear at something that's very real, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I feel like um, on this last rewatch, it 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 didn't feel like a rushed conclusion, but I remember feeling like, oh 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 my god, I think this is the last episode. So to your yeah. point, yeah, it it's hard to nail the landing on these shows. I would love to like write for 30 rock. It, it's I, and I do really feel like uh, I'm sure you've read uh, almost got her Liz lemon, uh, Tina Fey's uh, biography or uh, bossy pants where oh, yes. she talks about, you have to have the, the perfect balance of like Harvard or Yale graduates and then total idiots, <laughs> like or total goofballs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's so evident in the writing because it's, I, I, it like, it's furious, furiating how good it is. Infuriating, maybe. Um, it's just so perfect in so many ways, and like the callbacks that they make, like a whole season later, it's yeah. just, it's, uh, it's art. <laughs> it's like high art. This, I just feel like, you know, people talk about Seinfeld, and they talk about like, I don't know why I can't think of any other comedies at the moment that are at that level too. But I, I don't know. People might not be 
I mean, people of our generation, millennials probably would have been like The Office and Parks and Rec because that's like, you know, like high school slash college age, I guess. But I feel like it is in the top 10 of like sitcoms, if you want to call it a sitcom. But it is it is something to be remembered for. Yeah. And I feel like I've even in the past, I feel like I've kind of been quick to judge either like Tina Fey as more of a writer than an actress or like. You know, or it'd just be like, Alec Baldwin, I mean, like, really, what's what's he doing that's so funny? But, like, I He's eat so good. I eat those yeah. words for breakfast and lunch. I think Tina Fey is pitch perfect in this show. Granted, like, she's in her wheelhouse. She's playing a version of herself. I'm fine with that, but she's doing yep. it really well. And she, like, I mean, I think even in, like, you know, in in... I guess it's the mom's episode, the second one. It's like the fact that she can play that whole yelling at the moon scene with, with Buzz Aldrin. Oh, After yes. having kind of like a meaningful kind of conversation. And they're like, do you want to yell at the moon with me? And they like do the stupid little bit. And she's just so good at like making both tones work in the same scene, you know? Yes. And like he was giving her nothing. He was like dead oh, behind the eyes. Yeah. And to find that balance of like, I still got to kind of act here, bud. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, right, right. We but not, not over doing it yeah. yeah i mean he's also an old man so love yeah him, he's not an actor that. yeah but you know but then alec baldwin i th- he is so fucking funny and i feel like one of the, the feathers in the cap of 30 rock is like no other show on television is putting elaine stritch and alec baldwin in these like insane <sighs> scenes together it's 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 so pitch perfect i, I can't believe how much i love alec baldwin <laughs> I know when when he has scenes with Colleen as a character, it's just so funny to watch him squirm and get like frustrated because it's the only person in the entire 30 Rock universe that frazzles him. Right. It's I love their relationship. I Elaine Stritch is so good. She is so good. And I'm sure she's a pain in the ass, as we all know. But I I just think like. Who else did they have in mind for Jack's mom? And also, like, was it only Elaine Stritch? Because I can't right. picture it. I mean, it's such it's such amazing casting. It's like I, that's the story I want to know is like who just who thought, oh, could we get Elaine Stritch for this? Who? How did that go? Was she open to it? Did she need? Did she want to change the lines at all? Did she think it was funny? I like to believe that, like, because. One of the things I love about, you know, Colleen is that she seems to genuinely like Liz, you know, like there's a yes, nice connection. There. I love that. I love Liz and Colleen's little bond. And so I like to believe that that's what Elaine Stritch and Tina Fey's relationship is like as well. Yeah. You know, um, but and actually the mom's episode, Elaine Stritch was nominated for an Emmy for that episode. I was just going to say I didn't do my due diligence, but I it's shocking that she never won. Oh, um, I know it. She's. It, it, I cannot believe. I mean, I really the both of these episodes, but certainly the second one. Like, it's it's crazy that you could have an episode where there is, you know, Tony winner Jane Krakowski, Tony winner Patty Lapone. Uh, you know, uh, does Elaine Stritch have a Tony? I think she might have one for her one woman show. I'll Tony winner as, Elaine yeah. Stritch. I bet yeah. I bet Alec Baldwin's got a nomination or something in there. Like <laughs> yeah, all of something. these award winning actors. Like on a Thursday night, quote unquote, sitcom. I mean, that's I feel like that's also like just the the casting throughout, like the having Buzz Aldrin, for God's sake. I mean, it's really uh, I, there was one episode one. It was the season where they were doing 
the they did the uh, the charity song for Jack's father needing a kidney, and like the oh, last yeah. episode, kidney now, kidney yes. now. The number of celebrities just in the like in the sing along moment there, it, you know, it it's. Cindy Lauper, Elvis Costello, uh, Sheryl Crow. Like, it's, I was like, how did they do this? How did they get so many people to agree to do this? You know? I would, I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure like BuzzFeed made this, but like, I, I need to see a definitive list of all the guest stars on 30 Rock because it, like you said, it is comprehensive to say the least. And I really do think like people just wanted to be on the show. Like they got Julianne Moore to be like to play one of his, uh, you know, flames. And I know you're not the biggest fan or was that Amanda? I, I don't love, you don't love her. Yeah. Julianne Moore as Nancy. It's my least, probably my least favorite performance of Julianne Moore is it's unfortunate, but, um, but yeah, they've had, they have Elizabeth Banks in the moms. I think she's great. Oh, she's great. As Avery. One of my favorites to be honest. Yeah. Sorry. Great character. No, I, I love her. I love Salma Hayek. Um, oh, same. She was great. Oh my God. Yes. Um, Isabella Rossellini played yes. his like ex-wife. Uh, I feel like there was another. Uh, there's uh, probably more to why am I not? Oh, able to oh, think? Like Edie Falco. Oh yeah, at Edie. One point. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, of course. Um, Mary Steen Virgin. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I can't. I don't want to get old. I don't want to talk about Mary. <laughs> I just can't. I want to love her, and I know that she is, like, the best. Like, I just feel like she's always with, like, the women that I'd want to hang out with, so I, I do trust that she's incredible. I just, um, she's not comedy, not not comedic. Well, you know, you you better, you better gear up, because the book club, too, is coming, and she's in it. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's great, but I, uh, I didn't even see book club one. Have you? I think I did see Book Club One. <laughs> I think yeah, Book Club One. It sounds like a space station. I know, yeah, uh, the original. Yeah, um, yeah. I I did. I can't remember if I. I think it was fine. I think I think if someone quizzed me on whether it was something happened in Book Club One or Queen Bees, I wouldn't know. You know? Oh what I yeah, mean? that's that's a crossover. Yeah. There. Yes, to say nothing yes. of like let them all talk. Like then there are Candace Bergen's in two with them. You know, I'm lost. Oh my gosh, yes, I'd love to go back and rewatch that. Oh, yeah, same. Candace was great. Oh, Candace, she steals that. Uh, so you know, I mean, I, I feel like we should. I I want to put the disclaimer that like we are. You have had an incredibly long day of work. And you yeah. have a show to get to tonight, and I am just brain dead. And so, you know, we're just gonna have, we're having a fun time talking about Thirty Rock and all of the women in these episodes. And I just feel like nobody needed this disclaimer. But if I don't make it, then I can't just relax and go, "Ugh, I'm out of six today." You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll help each other out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. You know, maybe we'll just go episode by, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of talk about the things yeah. we love in each episode. So these are both season four episodes. Uh, the first one is, I believe, season four, episode 12. Oh, I didn't write it down either. Season yeah. four, episode 12, Verna, which is the first time we meet, uh, the first of two times that we meet Jenna, uh, Jenna's mother, Verna, played by SNL alum, and did not really occur to me uh, designing women alum, Jan Hooks. Oh, I didn't know that either. I yeah. never got into it. Watched a couple episodes. Maybe what I think, 
yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do a, <laughs> a yeah. West Wing. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't see it, you didn't see it. But she was in a she, you know. So with Designing Women, it was originally uh, Dixie Carter, Delta Work, uh, Jean Smart, and Annie. Delta Potts. Work, you said. Delta Work. <laughs> Delta Work. You know, uh, before she was on Drag Race, she was. A I should have just Women. let it go. Yeah. I mean, that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't even know of another Delta. Uh, I can't think of a better Delta. That would think Oprah says, I can't think of a better person. Yes, um, I don't know. I a don't person. know a better person. <laughs> um, but Delta Burke. And so then there were some casting changes at some point. And I I know there were a couple different women. I think um, Judith Ivy, uh, Alice mm-hmm. Ghostly, and then, yeah, Jan Hooks. So, uh but like, yeah, who's who's sitting around like remembering like later era designing women casting, you know? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure some of our listeners are. But uh, unfortunately, I don't I don't know Jan Hooks from that. And I I mean, I knew she was on SNL as well, too. But um, this was for all intents and purposes, my my introduction to Jan Hooks, which I love because, again, perfect casting. Perfect. Oh, my God. She is, I mean, even from like the very first shot, we see her in the flashback to Jenna filming this like alligator yeah. uh, uh, spray. Commercial, yeah. Yes. And like just her body language of trying to like get Jenna to get closer to the alligator. And like that's the first thing we see of her is just her like hunched over grabbing at Jenna. And it's so, it's just, I don't know why it's so perfect. It's so like I know who verna is immediately you know yeah like a floridian woman like the, the wig is perfect like her outfit i mean this this should have been my intro intro line but the way she says i know you're busy <gasps> the way she says that yes i wrote that down so i know you're busy. i know you're busy oh my yeah. god it's so funny oh that what that nuance made me smile because you know Jan Hooks has this great delivery where it's almost as if she, there's like, you know, I mean, you know, her name's Jan Hooks, and it's like there's two hooks at each, you know, end of her mouth, like, and her words yeah. kind of come out of the side of her mouth. It's like, well, you know, it's like kind of like way that her like, I don't know, she it's just like, has, it's like, go ahead, yeah, it, it's like it, it's like her molars are speakers. <laughs> yeah, some, it, it's almost like it's like borderline when someone doesn't have their false teeth in, even though she does have her teeth uh-huh. in. It's it's like yeah, I get it. It's like something's tugging at the end there, but it's I love so it so good. It is so good. It's kind of in the same way that I love Sandy Dennis's delivery, where it's just like everything sounds good in the way that she delivers things. I think Jan Hooks has had unfortunately she passed away in 2014 mm. um and it's sort of tragic it, it sounds like it was you know a, a decline to the end which is a real yeah. shame um but she was only 57 i mean it's that's a bummer but Ugh. i know it's just like chan. chan and her imdb picture is already already one of my favorites it I is need to see it. so cute she is so adorable in this picture um but she just every all I just love the way yeah she just kind of like clenches her teeth <gasps> oh, in all I of her delivery that. right she looks so young oh my god so cute um oh Jan Hooks and I'm like vaguely familiar of her with her from SNL like it's I'm a little too young for that era of SNL to be wildly familiar with it but I remember sure. her um I remember her doing things with Nora Dunn. I remember they had a, 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 you know, I think they played sisters. And then uh, I remember her playing Tammy Faye Baker. And I think she played, you know, Hillary Clinton. Uh, But yeah, I mean, she was on it for like a hundred episodes. Oh, she played Nancy Reagan. Oh, she played all kinds of people. Um, Yeah. 
so yeah, so Jan Hooks, uh, just chewing on her words. I know you're busy, and they meet. I know at, you're busy because uh, in this episode, Verna's back in town, and um, you know Jack is is desperately trying to advise Jenna to. You know, not fall for the same tricks that he falls with for with his mother. <laughs> that's great. Mothers, mo- you can't yeah. kill them. <laughs> then he just looks at her. Yeah. <laughs> PowerPoint. And the last slide is him, like, pointing at her. Right. It's like a picture. Oh, my God. So stupid. Yeah. And the PowerPoint. Would say. Yeah, yeah. The presentation is, like, saying no to mother. And, <sighs> um, and I, I mean, and this is where, like, the combination of the writing and Alec Baldwin's delivery is, like, there are those lines where he's it's like he's just a it, it's practically Harvey Firestein. There's just this this gay fay quality that I really love that he leans into, but it's kind of like on lines where he you know, the way Colleen refers to Martin Luther King Day as that day in January when the post office is closed. That's so faggy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and I just love I love how Jack is a little fay, you know, sometimes or he has a he a, is a little. Yes. Like a drag queen's delivery sometimes. I mean, one of my favorite um, Queen of Jordan episodes is where they like are portraying him as like a gay guy because like he like is I think it's um, Titus Burgess. His name is like Defuan or something. Uh-huh, yeah. And the, and they like put it in the little like line of like of his confessional. It's so funny. Um, and then at the very end, he starts dancing, and Titus is like, that boy ain't gay. Like, just look <laughs> at him dancing. It's so good. But, yeah, I do appreciate those moments um, of Jack, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so despite Jack's best efforts, of course, um, Jenna goes to meet Vern at the Court Square Diner, which uh, is in Long Island City under the train. It, it's uh, – I was like, well, that's – I mean, I guess that's not that far to go from – 30 rock because you just get on the seven so it's actually believable yeah. and if, and i feel like it's an interesting detail that like verna would meet her in a diner in queens you know yeah i do love that yeah and so yeah it's they've you know it, it's been questionable in the past but this time is different you know i know you're busy <laughs> i know you're busy i mean i just like when her voice list she's like does somebody have a gun because like the the plot here is that verna kind of turns things it's like Jenna goes in prepared, but she it ends up that Verna wants to give her money, and you know Jenna just sort of like has a meltdown. I just I just love how like everything backfires, and she's like, "I'm talking low." Right, <laughs> like is part, this the fight? Part yeah. of Jack's advice was like to you know it's like negotiating advice of like to talk low, talk slow, and and just disengage. And so like she just keeps trying to talk lower and lower, and Verna's like, "What's going on?" Yeah. Somebody have a gun. It's great. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, and then, you know, but they they reconnect anyway. And meanwhile, the the other plot is that Liz and Frank are oh, temporary yeah. roommates while Frank's house is getting, I don't know, some sort of smoke damage. Some anyway, Something he's like now that, yeah. staying in her apartment and they're trying to I feel like in a sort of Seinfeld kind of twist, they're like, We're gonna help each other like be stop being gross. Like it just feels like yep. that kind of like two misfits, you know, who are gonna fail at helping each other, you know? Yeah, I I like Frank a lot. I think he's really funny, and I like that when he kind of goes a little bit to the forefront, uh, because he is in like the main credits. I love how they never change the credits the the entire like series. Yeah, and Um, and the music always it syncs up with him pointing. I always notice that. Yes, exactly. Um, 
And so he wants to stop smoking and Liz wants to stop snacking because, yeah, she had a dream about, you know, um, meat cat uh, (laughs) giving birth to a to a meat cat with with Jack as the father because eating she's been eating too many cheesy blasters, which I feel like that name is a warning uh, that people should be listening to. Um, Yes. So she is trying to eat healthier, and this is of course this is one of my favorite lines of all of Thirty Rock is when she's she's talking to Pete about the the new food that she's got and and today's lunch of autumn tempeh risotto with salmon rubbed streusel chunks. <laughs> I mean the way that like the the nausea comes out on risotto is I love it. I, I that never gets old. Yeah, I. It sounds disgusting. Yeah, almond autumn tempeh risotto with salmon rubbed streusel chunks. Um, so, uh, it's Jenna's birthday, and Verna is going to be throwing her a surprise party, and uh, she tells Jack, of course, the infamous, you know, famous, uh, canonical line from Thirty Rock. Uh, Verna tells Jack that. It, the party it's at a fancy restaurant so wear something nice like white denim jeans and a dan marino jersey and the <sighs> image that that paints is so perfect and then she says okay or she says like okay after it it's it's so and then she like winks and struts out the door mm-hmm. it's so good just such a little so, strut yeah i know and, and so one of my favorite lines so jenna gum goes to the oh. surprise party and then she, <laughs> what is it um i thought i wrote it oh yeah she's like hey I was told I would be paid if I came here and danced while the Atlanta Hawks eat dinner. <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's so, so layered. And what I love is that, like, this episode we're really seeing, like, we don't really see this side of Jenna that often, this, like, you know, vulnerable daughter, you know, who's like, I'll, I'll do whatever you want, mommy. Like, we, this is, mm-hmm. these are kind of different episodes for Jenna. But that moment is, like, classic Jenna of, like, yeah, I was told I'd be, I would get paid if I came here and danced by the Atlanta Hawks while they ate dinner. Just like the level of <laughs> layers there is, and and her and the way she does it, like she doesn't overplay the line. It's as if she's saying, "Hi, I'm meeting a party here." Like it's very casual. Yeah. Yes, I love it. And, and then it eventually, oh yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, then yeah, it's yeah, it you know, it's eventually it's a you know a surprise party complete with mother daughter duet. <laughs> Oh God! Do that to me one more time. It, which is just perfect. I mean, I love that Jenna just always has a microphone. Always oh, pulling the microphone out of her purse is yeah, is so great. And I <laughs> this I, this was another great Jack moment. Is it you know cuts back to Liz and Jack at the table, and Liz is in tears, and she's like, "How are you not moved by this?" <laughs> just the way that Jack says, "Because I'm listening." to the words yes it's it's so (laughs) good uh so um yeah so anyway uh go ahead sorry yeah i was just gonna say the the episode kind of wraps up from there i do love the line of uh you know well it's it's sort of like verna's motivation is like she wants to do a reality show with jenna and jack is like I'm not going to give you the show, but I will um, give you some money to visit Jenna a couple times a year. It's like the holidays and her birthday and Mother's Day. And she takes the <laughs> she takes the bait. But what's the thing she's like, you're going to have to pay. And she's like three visits. A year, or she said three grand a, a visit and a rain tarp from my washer dryer. And then she like <laughs> smacks her hands. Right. She's like when like she says like when he says yes, I love that. Which is perfect for like the other episode we picked because it's one of the return of you know, it's one of Verna's like obligated uh, right. visits for right. the year. Yeah, right. You know, and then you know, we find it at the end. Uh, I think Jenna says that that you know 
she and Vernon, we're going to do a duet of I'll Make Love to You at a children's hospital. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Uh, to write that line. Right. A dream. The other, like, maybe my favorite line delivery of the whole episode is when, you know, it's revealed because Liz wants to catch Frank in the act um, that he's been cheating, you know, on, on this no smoking thing. And so she set up a video camera overnight and it ends up revealing that she has been night, you know, sleep snacking. Um, yeah. And at one point orders a pizza and the way that she says on the phone, one sixty five percent. So yes. funny. And and yeah, that you know, and then she's been eating Frank's cigarettes and oh. uh, Yeah. And he's been sleeping with the male lady in her apartment. And Which so um lesson learned, everybody needs their release. So Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Oh, well, I guess we could talk about the moms episode. We talked about Elaine Stritch. I mean, I love I love when Elaine shows up or a Colleen, as we know her in the show, like unannounced. So they open up the door and she's like, too late, Jackie. And Liz says, necktie, <laughs> necktie. And then it's that quick cut to the credits that I love. Um, yes. Oh, I love it. Necktie. Uh, and yeah. So and then this one, yeah, we have we ha- have all of the moms. We have uh, Elaine Stritch. We have Patty Lapone. Uh, Liz's mother, played by Anita Gillette, who is an alum of this podcast. <gasps> no way. Uh-huh. I I can give you a hint. She was in. Uh, she she appeared in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, and um, she. I feel like any other hints I'm going to give her are good. I remember. Yeah. I know. You I know remember what, honestly, you telling me this. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. It's such a. It, it's. I wouldn't remember it. I'm not even being fair. I'm like she was in a movie that featured people. No, yeah. She, it's like what prop does Glenn Close have in her kitchen? Remember yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 And I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't know a pan. Um. So <laughs> no, she was the woman that Cher's father was having an affair with in Moonstruck. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mona. Mona. She's great uh, as Liz's mom. She, she looks a yeah. lot like Liz, which is so funny. Yeah, yeah, she's great. And she's she and and I don't remember who plays her father. They're in a bunch of episodes. They're a great, you know. Um uh, a great little energy. Um Oh, and so yes, I uh, we so in, in all of this kind of ensuing drama, you know, Jack's drama with Colleen is that she found out through her water aerobics class that um <laughs> you know the the aunt of Nancy Donovan heard that her niece has been running around with a hot shot in New York City who pours scotch like a woman and the way she like <sighs> kind of holds up the glass of scotch as she says it just slightly is is stunning it's so good two women what are you italian yeah right right <laughs> And and so I love also that Jack has assigned Kenneth to look after Colleen. And so Carl. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Kenneth is here to entertain you. And she says, All right, entertain me. And he starts I don't even I don't remember this song. He just starts doing that jig. He's like, and fiddle in the cat, then a cat in the kitchen. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm very nervous. Um and so meanwhile, at this point that the season, because this is like episode twenty, Liz has uh, Liz is one of uh, Ceri's bridesmaids in a wedding, and so yes. she's of course, you know, stressing about that. And uh, at one point, she's surrounded by the moms, who including Patty Lapone, 
who says, you know, a married woman as a bridesmaid is bad luck. It'll bring plague upon you. And, you know, playing it to a 27, of course. Um, yes, of course. Yeah. To the back row. To the back row. I mean, how do you like this? Two Joannes in one scene. Patty Lapone and Elaine Stretch. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I mean, man, I I really wish they made like uh, a wearing a hat joke. Like, what? It would have been perfect. Yeah. Does anyone still wear a hat? Like, yeah. Patty picks one up and puts. Who it wants down. to go to lunch? You know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I do love that. But yeah, I mean, this is so the moms are all to gather together for this Mother's Day episode, which is why we get everyone. I, I mean, and we also get Verna. Like we said, I mean, there was a line. Oh, it doesn't come till later in the episode, but I just have to say it now because it's another brilliant Jan Hooks delivery too, is when she talks about something. It's like her earrings or something that she says. She's like, you made it. Holy crap. The way she says that. Oh, it's so funny. Where can I pre-order one? Yeah. It's so so good. It's it's later when yeah so they're doing this they're the, arguing, the yeah. mom special she makes these disgusting like denim oh, that's right. outfits uh, that uh, yeah Jenna does not want to wear and so yeah then she was like you know back home when people see you know uh, the things that you know when people see these looks yeah the the delivery the way she goes where did you get that you made it where do I commission one like it's like holy this crap. holy crap the holy it, crap is the best part yeah it's so great um but of course that is after this fabulous scene where Verna and Jack meet in Jack's office to discuss the arrangement discuss that she's here as part of one of her visits and she needs him to pony up the money and you know he's like no I've only paid you half you'll get the rest after you fulfill your obligations and she uh, explains that she's already spent the half on one half of a boob job uh, and, and that it's not an implant because as she of course explains I mean I got the meat Jack and then she has him feel her breasts and really then his his evaluation of them like a cantaloupe and a ziploc bag of mushroom soup i just <laughs> it is so perfect and so gross it's so gross there's another episode where he i think he's describing like liz has bad breath and he says that it smells like a an old diaper full of Indian food on the beach or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That tracks. That yeah. tracks. Um, so yeah. Oh, so, God, it's uh, so good. Uh, and then, yeah. So then there, they have this fight. Verna and Jenna have this fight in Jenna's uh, dressing room and Verna, you know, d- tries to tear apart the, the jacket or whatever look that she's given uh, Verna to wear and she can't tear it. And I also love this delivery where Verna like assesses the fabric. She's like, that is quality stitching. Yes. Damn the tiny Class- brown hands that made this. <laughs> yeah, it's like careful, but also that's, well, yeah. You know, that's I think I what I like about that joke is yes, today on its own would not fly, and and it, yeah, it implies a pretty dark little narrative. But like the character of Verna would say that. And I think that's what oh, 30 sure. Rock did well is they would give you characters who would say like Colleen. Colleen is obviously offensive. She describes Martin Luther King Day as that day in January yes. when, the, when the post office is closed. But that's something she would say, you know. And so I feel like it's I think we've talked about this is like I don't know how 30 Rock has never been canceled. You know, how do they get away yeah. with these jokes? But they just contextualize it. Yeah, it's it's written well enough, like you said, and it's it's thought about that it 
they can get away with it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, meanwhile, Liz's drama is that she's, you know, yeah, she's forever looking for her astronaut, Mike Dexter, and, um, you know, finds out that, you know, her her mother had a chance to be, you know, Mrs. Buzz Aldrin, and um, I love the flashback where her mother is telling her about meeting Buzz, or, you know, but but I called him Ed because, you know, because our, our town had, like, five Buzzes. I don't know why. That line <laughs> yeah. always kills me. Yeah, um, that's good. And and that inspires Liz to, you know, through a series of events and Jack's connection to be able to go meet Buzz Aldrin in some random condo and um and yell at the moon. To yell at the moon after he explains that like I would have put your mother through hell, so it's better off. Yeah. It's inter- it's an interesting sort of uh, view on like settling because that's you know, that's what Liz didn't want to do. But I think there is I don't know. Yeah, it's it sometimes it isn't what it seems. Yeah, well, and of course, you know, the long view is that Liz ends up with James Marsden. So, like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's something, you know, that's beautiful. I'll accept that. We love James. We do. We do. Uh, you know, I feel like he might be able to be nominated as a queen for the Westons even. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Right? I feel like by maybe like our standards he might be a little bit young but also i'm i'm here for it yeah yeah maybe he's a like a lady in waiting yes lady that's watch. what i was going to say yes. yeah like lady in lady watch has like the lady in waiting totally uh he's a queen, queen in, in waiting. waiting a princess yeah but we've got our eye on james we've got our eye on you james yeah <laughs> uh and so all of this uh i, I you know the, the liz side of things is like yeah it's like you know go find a man you know go settle but I, the, um, cause I feel like there's like, there's the three narratives. There's, there's Liz and her mother and, and, you know, Liz realizing that like, uh, the astronaut is always the, the, not always the dream come true. And then there's Verna and Jenna and, you know, um, you know, in the end, Jenna wears the denim jumper that Verna made her and, um, and wears the the new feathered earrings that she made her that may still have pigeon mites in them, and <laughs> but I love that like the the conflict between Jack and Colleen like where that lands I think is the most interesting of the three stories. Yeah, I feel like you really don't see a lot of those like her her line reading of like I need to know that someone is looking out for my little boy the way she like still screams it but like it's like that's the most like docile you're gonna get with Colleen as far as like tough love is concerned. Yeah, and the, and the way that she like even kind of softens and kind of puts her palms out and like I'm just trying to help, and it's like oh I believe you like it's it's the it's a really kind of nice moment and. I like that, you know, he says for the first time ever, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to ask, yeah. what should I do? And she says, and for the first time ever, I'm going to tell you, I don't know. And she, and mm-hmm. I love Elaine Stritch can do that thing where it sounds like there's tears in her voice. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is a skill. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, it's just uh, I, I, an embarrassment of riches. I can't believe I get to talk about a Jan Hook storyline and an Elaine Stritch storyline. And there's a little bit of Patty in there even, you know? Yeah, who'd have thought? It's, it's, 30 Rock is great. These women are great. I think that's one thing about the show that it also gets right to is like, it's made for the gals and the gays, but I always appreciate 
when a straight guy likes 30 Rock a lot and really gets it. It's like a, a straight guy who likes cats. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like the same. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, good. You're you're on the right side of things here. <laughs> yeah, I'll say like the gay jokes in 30 Rock are great. All of like the, the you know, like there's that whole, there's some scene where, where Jack is going to seduce uh, the interior decorator of the apartment, yeah. James. His name's James, yeah. And I just, I love it. I, I just, I, I, I can appreciate a good gay joke. It has to be good. It has to be, you know, make it's me fucking make laugh. Me laugh. Yeah, it's make me fucking laugh, uh, RuPaul. And so, yeah, I am, I am here for Thirty Rock's gay jokes. Hmm. Well, you know, a bit of a a bit of a lightning round episode because you know we got a show to get to, but I think that might be all we're gonna have to queen out about today. Did you have any other thoughts on Thirty Rock before we um, get played off by like the Thirty Rock Orchestra, who's here as a guest tonight? No, I mean it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. I love it. It's always fun to go back and watch these episodes because it makes me want to watch more and. Uh, it's a gift. So thanks, Liz Lemon, a.k.a. Tina Fey. I keep calling her Liz. She is Liz Lemon. She is Liz Le- I know, right? Same difference. Um, yeah. Well, uh, that is the sound of us being played off. I said it was going to happen, and I uh, I don't lie. Uh, so uh, <laughs> other than at a show later this evening, where can folks find more of you? Yeah, they can uh, find me on my other two podcasts, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast, and the Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour, where we are recapping All-Star 7 winter season of RuPaul's Drag Race. And they can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kachanov. How about you? Uh, well, you could find me on my other two podcasts in the details. A celebration of nuance. A new episode is out. I am a man of my word. And yes, it's Housewives related because I am a man of my heart. And uh, you can also find me on All Right Mary, also talking about All Star 7. And you can find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. You can also find us on a, uh, at a Best Supporting Capacity on Instagram at BSA Pod. And you can also send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. And of course, peel those peepers because the best supporting after show exclusively on Patreon is coming just around the river bend, Pocahontas, and it is going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be a whole bunch of things, but uh, the only way to find out what that means is to join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pod, and you would also get this episode a day early. So can you imagine yeah. that? That universe where you got this a day early. How worth Would it you believe that? it, girls? Can you believe yeah. it, girls? It's early. <laughs> <laughs> get on over there, everyone. Yeah. And that, as they say, is that. Thank you.